The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fun, fun show for you guys today. We have Tamara or Tamara. <laughs> Tamara Glenn. I uh, mess it up every time. She told me it's all different ways. And we have uh, Michael Shapiro from the band Reckless in Vegas, and he's a great musician. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let's just say hi. We got a chat room starting to fill up. What's up, chat room? And we want to say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town host, Mr. Ron Russell and Astro. There he is, Astro the boy. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he look great? So what's up, Ch- Hub Reynolds is in the chat room. Hey, Hub, how you doing? Big Claudia wait, is wait, in the wait, chat wait. room. Before we go to Hub, any romance happening? Hmm? Anybody? Let's hear about it if there is. That's funny. <laughs> and B Claudia is in the chat room. And Julia. Uh, Julia is working, and she's in Russia, but she says hi. So hey, Julia. Hi, hey, hi, B Claudia. Hi. We were going to have a fun show today, but... but uh, before we talk about that and have our first guest coming on, we should uh, tell everybody that we went to a premiere last night. Mm. And it was a lot of fun. It was for That's mm. a Wrap, Marcel Wass, Sarah French, and Joe Netter's new film. And um, Not allowed to talk about it. We can't tell you what it's about, but we can tell you that we had a good time. And we met a lot of friends that you guys know from the show. Tyler Gallant was there, Sarah French, Marcel Walsh. Monique Parent, who's one of the stars of the film. Uh, we're Don gonna have, Helsinger. Uh, Donna, Hel- Donna Lee Heising. Do- Donna Lee Heising. <laughs> I, I work for her, and I love her to death, but I never get her name right. Dave Bailey Dave. was there. Uh, Serena Vincent, who was Jan a friend of mine. Jan Birch and his wife, yeah, and Victoria. Yeah, everybody that's important we just mentioned. Um, and Serena Vincent was there, who yes. I knew many, many years ago. Ron met her for the first time last night. She was lovely. lovely and uh, lovely you guys girl. know her from Cabin Fever. And she was also, she played Charlie Sheen's girlfriend on Two and a Half Men. And uh, she's on a Disney show right now that she plays the mom. But since I don't watch Disney shows, I don't know. But she's been so in great So it stuff. was raining in California. Because it does rain in California once in a blue moon. Uh, it rained in Palm Springs, which is really wonderful to wash all the sand off of the rooftops, and everything sparkles. Oh, that's too bright. Everything sparkles no, today. Jimmy's a cameraman now. Lighting. No, because they told me I'm like you can't see us. They, they couldn't me. see us. Yeah, they said we we're too milky. So now. Oh, that was good. Us. Then I could tell you I'm 22 years old. But you, anyway, you look it. Uh, yeah, sure. Driving in was murder. You know, it's a two-hour drive to Los Angeles from Palm Springs, and it was murder bumper to bumper traffic because everybody was crashing into each other. People in California do not know how to drive in rain because we never have rain. You see, when you come from the East Coast, you know that oil slick from the gas fumes 
coat the highway. And when water hits that, it becomes an ice pond. You can skid. So if you're going to stop your car, you need to stay at least 15 feet away from the car in front of you. Or when you apply your brakes, you're going to hit them. So they don't know that here. And they drive a thousand miles an hour like lunatics, you know, a little bit too much of the marijuana. And they're a little stoned. <laughs> And they hit the brake and they start to spin around and the front of their car doesn't hit the car in front of them. The back of their car hits. That's how they spin. So there were a multitude of accidents on the highway, which caused a major, major delay. All right. Two, two second break. Everybody smile to the camera, Ron. <laughs> there you go, V. Yay. You, um, <laughs> so it, it was really hideous. But then when we got there, I was freezing Michael Jones off because we're not used to cold weather here. And it was really cold and rainy and damp. And Jimmy's knee was hurting from the dampness as well as my body was just on my bones. And then we went in a, uh, into the theater, which was a lovely theater. And we saw all our nice friends and had a good time. And then got back in the car and drove back home in the rain. Yes, it was terrible. So it was really a very, very... Um, not the, the 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 movie was great, the, the the drive was terrible, but the friends were wonderful. Right. Oh, and, and Robert, I had a good time. Robert Donovan was in the film too, which right. we haven't had him on the show yet, but he's going to come on. Several of the people that were there we met uh, that we knew already, but we're going right. to have him on the show now that we saw them. Yeah, it was a pretty packed uh, group of 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 actors who are worthwhile. Of course, there's always a couple of jerks in the room, but we avoid the jerks because we know that they're you know, gossip mongers, evil people who say terrible things about other people. So we avoid them. Absolutely. You know, we're not interested in any of that trash. But it was fun. Because those people are hideous people anyway. They always wind up in the garbage trail. Absolutely. So, so it was fun. We had a good, good. time. Sarah Our bathroom... French, wait, Sarah French looked, you know, in seeing the film, the, the first time Sarah French comes on camera, on film, on screen, they do two close-ups of her. Oh, my God. She's breathtakingly gorgeous. She's probably really is the most beautiful actress in uh, in Hollywood right now. She, she really is far more beautiful than any of the other beautiful girls. Sarah has a lovely nose, and everything is real. There's no plastic surgery there. She's no, a she's natural fabulous. beauty. No. But I'm not allowed to talk about the movie because Sarah said, you know, we're not released yet. The reason being, and I'll explain to you, if I talk about the movie and give away the plot, some person will write it down and immediately make a $2 movie out of it, and it spoils the original movie because the copycat gets out first. So that's why everybody in Hollywood is so paranoid about, do not speak about the plot of my movie. Do not tell anybody until we're released, because once they're released, then the copycat can't doesn't have time enough to destroy it, to destroy the original. Plus, they don't want it to get spoiled before the distributors Exactly. See it. So Marcel also said to me, you know, Ron, I know you're busting at the seams, but so I'm saying nothing, nothing except uh, we had fun. I love the ending. There we go. I love the ending. Oh, you know who else was in it? Right, I can say this much. The film to me was very much like a lot of the films but funny and written well, better than all of the other films. But the ending is what made the film terrific. Absolutely. We want to give a shout out to Hub Reynolds. He just said that he sold his farm. Oh, good and for you, Good for you, Hub. Hub. It was beautiful, and you put I a lot of work into it. I hope you made a lot it. of money on it. 
And so good for you, Hub, and we're happy for you. Congratulations. So now where are you going to live? You don't know yet. So what are you, homeless? Well, he hasn't. He just sold it. He hasn't, like, moved out yet. He just actually sold oh. it. Any lovely women out there that are looking for a sexy, hunky guy, you know, ask him to move in with you. You have to be rich, no poor women. We don't want poor women. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a woman around 50 and you're very rich and you want a good sleeping partner, call Hub. He says he closes on December 9th. Good for you. God, congratulations, Hub. Merry Happy, Christmas Happy New Year. That's right. And, yes, it'll be a very Merry Christmas for you this year. All right. Because so Hub has had some hard times, folks. Hub's fabulous. We love him. So uh, I love him to death. Uh, so we want to thank everybody who's been tuning into the show every week. Um, you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Those are the main ones. And then we're also on, like, I don't know, another 150 of them. But those are the ones everybody knows. Exactly. And uh, we want to thank everybody for always, like, tuning in and listening. Uh, we're having a good time. And we moved up on the rankings to be number 10 on the Feedspot uh, best celebrity interview shows in the world were number 10. So thank you all, because without you guys, we wouldn't be there. Well, now we're going to try for nine. That's right. Actually, I want to go for one. <laughs> uh, who, who's our competition? Oh, uh, I don't know. I have to go back they and look at the list. You have to be bigger than us. Perez have... Hilton is one of the ones. That's who? Big. Perez Hilton is bigger than us. Perez Hilton? That's that gay guy, right? Mm-hmm. With like 80 million followers and social media. Oh, that's media. because he's young and he's... In with that club. Yeah, actually, people. we're the only ones that are old people. Old, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Prez is in with the club people. So he's got a lot of young people that, uh, you know, all, all of most of our uh, audiences are 30 and up. Uh, so we want to let everybody know that W4CY is in Florida and they're having mm -hmm. a hurricane. So in case we have any power mm -hmm. outages or anything that, that goes on because right. of the hurricane that's actually going on now, uh, you know, please bear with us. And uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. And we the, we had the side of that hurricane came into the Pacific's, Pacific, and it went up Mexico, and it came to us. And that's why yesterday we had this rain and terrible cold weather. It all came up from there. I, what's the hurricane's name, do you know? I have no idea. Oh. I didn't even know there was one, so I didn't well, know that's I, the same well, one. I, I told you driving in. I know, but I, I didn't know that's the same one that's like, if it's hitting us, I don't know how it can hit Florida. Caught, like, oh, no Jimmy. hurricane. Learn, learn your geography. I know, but hurricanes aren't 3,000 miles wide. <laughs> no, but a hurricane can come up from – our hurricane came from Africa. Oh, and theirs came from Mexico. Theirs came from – no. No, ours comes from Mexico. No. Oh, mamma mia. I don't and know. And he said he graduated – how much, sixth in your class? I have class? six in my class, but I don't do – I mean, I was kicked out of school at 16 for being a troublemaker. And this one, it was supposed to be a valedictorian or whatever they are. And I know I'm smarter than he is. That goes to show do, you I don't do that they educate. In the 1940s, we were educated far better than the kids today. Uh, I probably have the average of a college person. Uh, seriously, I'm, I'm very well uh, read and very well uh, spoken. Oh, it's Hurricane Nicole. It came, came from the Atlantic. Don't change the subject. You no, know. he's telling me. Well, what am, well I don't know no, what No, because me. I'm making a point. You know, back in our day, we had to have penmanship. We learned reading, writing, and arithmetic, geometry, trigonometry, all that I stuff all that. that they no longer need because nobody you writes. Have to take it though. Nobody writes script. They all print like little children print because I mean, you write in script and they say, "Oh, I can't read that." I mean, I mean, really and truly. But we were very well educated in the 1940s and 50s. 
So I said that my intelligence level is college, even though I left school at 16 and I wasn't kicked out, folks. I quit. And my parents were very upset about it. And they said, why are you quitting high school? I said, because I want to go to dramatic school. I want to learn to be an actor. I, that's my thing, Ma. And my mother said, oh, my God, you're like me. When I was your age, I wanted to be an actress. And I made a few silent movies. And your grandfather stopped it and blah, blah. I said, oh, shut up. That's your story. That's not mine. And then my mother concluded with, oh, sure, Hollywood's just waiting for you. Well, <laughs> I'm here. Actually, too, a lot of people are in Florida, so we wish everybody in Florida safe because we have a ton of friends in Florida. Yeah, it's not a great hurricane. It's it's, it's probably more of a storm than it is a hurricane. But they call it a hurricane. Yeah, well, anything that's a one is a hurricane. But, you know, below one is a storm. Right, tropical storm. Tropical storm, yeah. I think Florida has had it. Poor Florida. For, for this season with hurricanes. Hopefully. I used to love them when I lived in Florida and a hurricane was coming. I loved it. I put my trench coat on and a big floppy hat and I'd go out and I'd walk and the palm trees would be hitting me and garbage pails flew by my eyes. I found it exciting. Ugh, no, that's not exciting. But well, I've been through many of them. Yeah, I have all, I've been through earthquakes here. I don't care for earthquakes. I would take a hurricane over an earthquake. Uh, earthquakes really are frightening. When you hear that rumble, and then the house starts to do this. We also want to give a shout out to Don, who I know had like some kind of a surgery the other day, and I don't what think kind she's, of surgery? I don't know, because I forgot. But I know she's in a lot of pain, so we want to just wish her well. And tell Don, her what's wrong her. with you? Um, she's got like neck and back problems and stuff. Uh, I think so. We want to just let you know, her know what Dawn is. She single? No. Oh, I was going to say if you were single, she has back surgery. She had a back surgery. I know, but if she was single, she could hook up with Hub. And Hub would get rid of her back's problem. No. <laughs> she's married with all kinds of kids. So yeah, well, she's, she's married. Okay, but if she was single, Hub would get rid of her back problem. I like love it. Right, so, Hub? Uh, you could straighten any woman out. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Anyway, um, so all is well. I hope everybody's doing well in Florida. And our bathroom is finished. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Came out magnificent. Yes. Really beautiful. I mean, it's everything I want. We have the wonderful place to sit in the middle of the bathroom so I could sit like a gentleman to put on my socks and my shoes, uh, the sinks and the clothes. It's just wonderful. Uh, there's no more running, scuttering back and forth. Like, where's my shirt? Where's my pants? Quick, I got to blow my hair. Oh, hair, by the way. Look at my hair. This is what's called hurricane hair. <laughs> no, really. You know, I swear to you, <clears throat> rainwater is the best water for your hair. After your hair is wet from the rain, it is so soft, not manageable, it, it, but it's so, look at my hair, it's so soft. And this is all because of the rain. The raindrops keep falling on my hair. Um, okay, so what we're but gonna- I need a haircut also. What we're gonna do now, you guys, is we're gonna bring on our first guest. Yay. And hopefully hear well. And I'm super excited to have her Meanwhile, I want to say something about yesterday. We had the best pizza in the world. What was it called, that restaurant? Mod Pizza. Who? Mod Pizza. M-O-D. Mod. Mod Pizza. It's like Blaze Pizza, but it but was better. better. I mean, the crust, it was delicious pizza. <clears throat> I'm not a great pizza fan, believe me. <clears throat> you know, now that I've stopped any ingesting any sugar... Or, or, or I really have gone nuts. I'm on this health kick that's very strict. 
no fatty stuff, no garbage, no poisons, no artificial preserves, none of that shit. I'm on a truly no sugar natural food kick. There you go. All right, we're going to bring in our first so wait guest. A minute. So wait. if I get thin, don't think I have some kind of a disease and I'm dying. It's because of the uh, diet that I'm on. Okay, let's bring in our first guest. Go ahead, Juan. Hey! Hey, how are you? Oh my God, I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I just want to. I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me on your show. Um, wow, this is such an honor. So I know we're going to have so much fun, and just thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. So, so I, I, I told. I know I asked you this on the phone yesterday, and I already forgot. But the, the best way to pronounce your name, Tamara. 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 Okay, I got it. Yay! <laughs> they pronounce it wrong everywhere. He graduated sixth in his class. <laughs> That's okay. You can't even pronounce. I'm not supposed to speak until you introduce. So, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Juan Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful actress Tamara Glenn. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you. I've had people pronounce it Tamara. Um. So, Ron, on the West Coast, it's Tamara. In the Midwest here, it's Tamara, and on the East Coast, it's Tamara. So no, in, in, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, it's Tammy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that too. So Tammy uh, in Brooklyn, you're going to be. I'm calling you Tammy from now on. <laughs> you look like a Tammy. You're very pretty, you know. You have a beautiful smile. So hold on. This is Ron Russell. He's our cool, outrageous man about town co-host. You already introduced. No, me. I didn't. I didn't say who you were, though. Who gives a shit who I am? <laughs> we're married. We fight. You'll get, you'll get used to it. And then we have a chat room with a bunch of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, you guys. Oh, my okay. God. I'm so and that was a lovely, lovely um, bunch of words that you said in the beginning. Uh, and I think that we're the ones that are honored to have you on because you're our guest. And we're pleased that you're here. And I'm happy that you're happy to be here also. I'm, I'm tickled to death. I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so now stand up and take off your blouse. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy in in in, in no Australia, Dave no, Hughes. He's in England. Oh, he's in England. Yeah. Dave Hughes in England only messages me when are you going to have the hot chicks on with the boobs? <laughs> he's about sixty-five years old and married. He's a friggin' pervert. Every time we have a beautiful girl on like you, he text messages me, tell her to take off her blouse. <laughs> Do we have we, and he does it to all the beautiful scream queens that come on? So, so now I think we just got a message where he said, Tell this one to take off the blouse. <laughs> so you have just made the take off the you, blouse you made, girls. Yeah, that's right. You're that's like, a big honor because we've yeah. had a lot of women on that he's never said. <laughs> he's that. saying, Okay, here we go. <laughs> See what I mean? He's in the chat room. He just wrote, Okay, no, that's a great honor to be in Dave Hughes's masturbating fantasy <laughs> he's crazy but he's you know, fun so you guys can follow we love him you can follow uh, the only like sexy beautiful lady so you should be very I'm happy honored. and you, you should be honored with that. With David, that he is very particular about his women oh yeah if they're not pretty and stuff he doesn't say a word right up dave listen to me we do this look at look in the camera and say dave when can we meet, honey? <laughs> Where can we meet, honey? <laughs> and Dave Bailey just joined us too from Clown Motel series. Oh, hey, Dave, Dave just up? had a stroke. <laughs> oh my God, we got to love it. So first of all, let's tell people a little bit about you so people know who we're talking to. So you guys, Tamara, Tamara. Tammy. 
Tammy is, is a phenomenal actress, you guys. She's a horror icon. Um, she's in Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, and that's really the one that made Danielle Harris, you know, kind of famous in horror because she played young, the one that they're, Michael Myers is after. Um, she was also in, uh, in recently, she's in like the biggest horror movie of the last very long time that's in theaters right now, Terrifier 2. Wait, wait, hang on. Stop right there. I am hearing so much. I haven't seen it. Everybody that I know is screaming about it, saying it's the best horror movie ever made in the history of horror movies. Is that true, T Tammy? Do you think yeah. so? I've been on the road and I really have not had, um, I've had a very busy travel schedule and sadly I have not had time to see it yet. We haven't seen it either. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. It comes out on Friday, I think. On you have but you're in it. I am in it. Um, so, you didn't see any of the rushes? Do what? Did you see any of the rushes? No. No. It's funny. So you guys, let me just tell people, Terrify so I wonder. I was going to ask you, what is it about this movie that is so different that's going to terrify people with vomiting in the theater? I mean, I, I think it's great PR. And it's also going to get an Academy Award nomination for Best Special Effects. I yeah, bet. I mean, what is that? Because uh, they you, said it's can like you, the can phenomenal. Can you enlighten us about anything about well, the film? I mean, I have a lot of respect. I've known the producers um, for about... 11 or 12 years now and how it all came about for me i watched the original i mean the first terrifier on netflix one night and my buddies that were also in the first one and then gonna be producers on the second one i started texting them and i'm like yo i i want a piece of this i've got to have a piece of this this is like this is just so fun and so I ended up talking talking to Damien, um, the director, and I mean, this is all his creation, Art the Clown, and I'm like, Damien, listen, you know, this is, I've got to have a piece of this. I don't know what it looks like for you, for me, you know, whatever. I don't even freaking care. And so that went on for quite a while, just the, the dialogue back and forth, and then um, I flew to New York, and so I took a cameo in it, and I played a shopping mother. And because I haven't seen it, it was Felissa Rose who texted me one afternoon, and she's like, Mama, congratulations. And I'm like, and she's like, have you seen it? And I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, it's a cameo. It's a shopping mom. And she's like, Tam, the placement of it? Oh, my God. Then all of these. We're actually really good friends with Felissa. She's been on the show a million times. And right, we're right, right. doing a bunch of movies with her. So. Yeah, I've worked with her. She's a sweetheart. I love her. Oh, totally. <clears throat> then I hear from other fans, like, where, where the placement of this scene is, is crazy and it all works beautifully and it just gets freaking wild. And all right, question, are you allowed to answer? What in the hell is the terrifier? A person, a monster, a zombie, a, a vampire, clown. a clown? He's a clown. Art he's a, he's Art the Clown. Oh, Art the Clown. Is it as scary as it? You know, Art the Clown is David Howard Thornton and David, cannot be a nicer human being. And it's like Felissa and I were talking about, um, 
because I've told her, I'm like, you know, this is not like a mask wearing, you know, each movie, you know, you can have a different Art the Clown. This oh, is no, it has to be the same guy. This has to be David every time in order. I feel personally, nobody get mad at me. This is only my opinion. Um, but yeah, so I think that's what's so cool about this because normally with these masks and, you know, they can interchange them. For yeah. every movie, but this one, um, you know, I, 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 I'm in three clown movies. No, four. How many am I in? I think lot. I'm in either three or four clowns. That's Art the Clown. Oh, I think I know him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he was there last night at Marcel's opening. Um, I've been in about three or four clown movies, and I said to Jimmy, I'm not going to accept any more roles in clown movies. I think we've done it with clown movies, and here comes this movie. That's a clown movie that's knocking the socks off of all the other films. So, boy, oh, boy, I can't wait to see this film. We're going to see it. It comes out Friday on streaming on uh, someplace on Friday. I, I just finished the film. Right, right. Joseph <laughs> Kelly's film, I just, we wound it up a couple of months ago. It's called Clowny. And right. Clowny is a, is a very, uh, it's a good clown movie. Uh, He's got a whole bunch. Yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I was in only one stinker room. One awesome. bad clown That's movie. That's great. But yeah, so, you know. What do you feel about being in clown movies? I mean, I'm loving clown movies. I mean, <laughs> I think they're I think they're amazing right now. But back uh, to Damien, the creator. Um, I mean, all of this is his baby, and he certainly birthed it very, very well. I think, you know, a million times more than anyone ever anticipated. You know, I just have so much respect for him because he really pushed, really pushed, took every risk out there cinematically, um, and it worked. No, I think it's amazing. Does this movie have a story, or is it just chop them up scene after scene? No, it's a, there is a storyline. There is a storyline. Yes, there is a storyline. Where where it goes in this one, I don't know because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we're going to find out, though, because I heard that Chris, Jer Chris Jericho is also in it. Well, how can we yes, see it? Yes. It hasn't come out yet. It's only, Unless you go to the movie theater. It's in the movie theaters. I don't go to movie theaters. I know. So well, it comes out Friday on streaming, though. And then I used to go to them in L.A., you know, the private screenings. Right. Of course, they were nice rooms with nice people, comfortable seats. Now you go to the movie theater, people are eating, talking, banging your seat. Rude, rude, rude. Yeah, rude, playing very rude audience. Wait, I want to go back. So Chris Jericho, you guys, is also in this film. And because uh, I'm doing a uh, we're doing a werewolf vampire like trilogy. And Chris Jericho is going to be one of the leads in our Thank film. Thank God I'm not in the and cloud. So, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so that's going to. So so you, you basically have done a ton, uh, a ton of horror movies but that's not you got discovered because we talked on the phone yesterday and you actually got discovered in miami or someplace right as a model and then you came to la well before that y'all what really happened um yeah what really happened, <laughs> happened all of this happened because i grew up singing church solos in a little tiny baptist church here in arkansas so you're from arkansas I'm from Arkansas. That's my home state. How'd you lose, how'd you lose your accent? That's where I currently reside. So, um, yeah, it all grew. I mean, it all started um, in a little Baptist church. No, but wait, how'd you lose your accent? You don't I, sound like you're from Arkansas. I had to go to a speech coach 
uh, prior to moving to Los Angeles when I was 12 years old. I, it was suggested to me to go lose my Brooklyn accent. And I said, oh, really? Then I'll never work again. Yeah. They only hire really me. Like they only hire me because of my real true Brooklyn accent. It's not a fake one. This is the real McCoy. So wait, you went to LA though young, right? You were pretty young when you oh, went to I didn't LA. Finish. Oh. So if you had to play a girl from Arkansas, can you bring the accent oh, back? Absolutely. Let absolutely. me hear let me hear some of it. But well, y'all, what do you think <laughs> of Chester drawers over there? Oh, I, I, <laughs> Tammy, that makes you adorable. You are so adorable. Turn them damn lights out. Oh, they have to, <laughs> Turn them damn lights out. They have to cast you as a girl from Arkansas. You are I so adorable. I would love to play something that was, you know, that where I could fully utilize. And I'm going into a movie um, in New York on this coming Saturday. And I'm so thankful I get to use my accent. Yeah, she's going to be in a movie. She's flying to New York for a movie this weekend, and she's going to use her accent. Oh, good. I'm glad because I you are. Yeah. It makes you very, very adorable. You're sophisticated when you speak proper English, but when you have the accent, you're adorable. Question now, and I don't care if you like it or not. I'm going to ask it. Gay, straight, married, single, children. What do you got? Um. So I am divorced. Um, I have not been remarried in about 18 years now. Oh, wow. Okay, and, it's so freaking lonely, y'all. I hate okay, it. Okay, stop it right there. Stop right there. We can hook you up with all I have a people. guy for you. Sexy hunk. Also from some hick town in, in the middle of America. Where the fuck is he <laughs> <No>. from? <laughs> Reynolds speaks like you with an accent. Gorgeous, sexy, butch, straight. Lovely, we adore country him. Singer, his name is Hub singer. Reynolds. He's in the chat room. Say hi to Hub. He's in the chat room <laughs> and he's looking for somebody to get romantically seriously involved with. Ch Ch uh, Hub. Oh, he just wrote she's really hot. Hub, wait, wait, shut up. I'm doing Hub. If you don't call this girl, I but will never speak her. to you again. Wait, you I, you date this girl. You two, I swear to God, we made a marriage in heaven. You are no, he is. He is good looking. Baby. So, Hub, you can wait. He is a country singer. Hang on, wait, Hub, follow her on Instagram. It's at Tam Glenn. G T A M G. -A I'm making a marriage. What are you interrupting <laughs> for? You freaking. How do you know she wants to get married? She just wants to go on a date. Listen, no, nice. We all, we all no, want. Seriously, listen. guys, I was on the phone earlier with um, a friend of mine, and I said, you know, I'm so busy right now. I'm so damn blessed. Like, there's just this beautiful, like all this abundance that's coming in. Because um, I also fly out and I'm on the international convention circuit. And I'm like, it would be so effing nice to have someone to share all of this with. Oh, Jesus Christ, Hub, call her right now. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself over here. What are you then, No, y'all, listen. I'm going to tell you this story. Oh, y'all. He said y'all. Y'all, listen, seriously. Wait a minute. Wait, right, listen. She's going to talk. I'm going to tell you all this story. It's a true story. So I meet this guy online and i've never done that before and i'm not into this dating app bullshit that's not because uh, it's dangerous my yeah, mother would get murdered by a serial killer and then no one would be able to find my body <laughs> so i meet this guy we met online and i'm like okay there were like indicators there where i could really trust him and i'm like okay this is really cool you know then 
The MF tells me, well, I can't handle your career. I can't handle all the attention you're getting. And I'm like, oh, go away from me. I'm like, I told you I was an actress and that I'm from the franchise <laughs> now. And I, I told you, and I told you I was about to get really busy. And then he goes, boom. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, you don't need that. I would have said, go fuck yourself and hung Thank up. You. That, Listen, that's what I said. Uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't run. That I didn't say it to him. I texted it. <laughs> listen, listen, Tammy. Technology. Tammy, Tammy. We have a code among us men. When we want to describe a guy to a woman, we say he's a double H. You know what a double H is? No. Handsome and hung. <laughs> and that's Hub Reynolds. Yeah, Sexy. I'm telling you, if you see this guy, you'll melt. And he's not a womanizer. He's a real hick guy. He's like a real country boy. And That's he's a, what I thought about this one. I thought he's from. No, the, no, no. I wouldn't steal you. I wouldn't give oh, you. Yeah, we wouldn't. Steal I you would wrong. never give you a piece of shit. Never, never, <laughs> never. I love Hub. Hub is a dear friend of ours for a hundred years. He's been on our show so many times. He was involved with some tomato who we didn't care much for. Who worked him over? So he came out of a little bit of a tailspin. He really needs to meet. I swear to God, I'm not making a joke of this. Tammy, I would love for you and Hub to hook up just for a date. He is, so, he is so handsome. He's a country singer. He can sing to you how much I love you, baby. <laughs> I mean, how romantic can you get? Now, he lives in, he just sold his house in Georgia. In Georgia. Georgia. And Hub, where, Hub is in the chat room. Hub, where are you moving? She says, show where do you my live? Pick, but I don't have a pick. Tammy, where do you live? Arkansas. I live in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, uh, Hub, how far are you from Arkansas? Like a long way, uh, Georgia to Arkansas. No, no, my plane, it's about an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, Hub, that's not Hub, Hub, go to Arkansas, take this lovely girl to dinner, and then call me up and say, Ron, thank you for the marriage. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I'm serious. You've got to see what he looks like. He's really handsome. So, wait, I'm going to brag for you a little bit so people even know more, a little mm -hmm. bit more about you. So some of the TV shows, besides all the horror movies, which we're going to go back and talk about, and a movie called Daddy and Them that I haven't seen, but I love all the people in it. Um, uh, you guys, she's been, she was on Knott's Landing, which we just had not too long oh, ago. Who her. did we have? Donna, we had Donna Mills on a couple did of weeks ago. You love Donna Mills. She Donna was Mills my idol. And back, I love back, her. No, back in the day, so, um, <clears throat> and I know this because long story short, my mom was the executive assistant for Michael Mann, and my mom also worked for like MCA Records and all of this. But there was a time when Donna put out this, um, it was a VHS. And it was called, the title of it was The Eyes Have It, because she, it was a tutorial on how to do Our eyes, beautiful eyes. Famous for that. And I had that VHS. Donna was my hero. She was such a great guest. And she's, 80, and she's 82 years old. She's exactly my age, because I'm 82. Ooh. And she's oh, 82. And she looks she smoking is, hot. She, she brought me back to the day of when women were stunning, classy, well-spoken, yes. elegant, and yes. sophisticated. And I just sat there looking at her, and I said, here's my contemporary. Boy, have we lost a lot oh. over the years. Uh, she's stunningly beautiful, you know. So I have to tell you, so one of our friends, 82. one of our friends who's an author, one of our neighbors, Ryan Field is in the chat room and uh, he says hello. And also the fact that your your nails were just in front of the screen and he says, this is off topic, but great manicure. 
<laughs> Ryan Field is my very good friend, and he has written over 150 books, uh, gay men lover books, I guess. Gay erotic. Uh, gay, gay erotic books. So if you want to pick up a, an erotic book, get a Ryan Field book. That's absolutely. Ryan's so coming on our show in a couple of weeks, so he'll tell you all about his work. So He's you guys, wonderful friend. you can see tomorrow in, uh, in Knott's Landing, Growing Pains, Miami Vice, Life on the Flip Side, Brand New Life, Nightmare on Elm Street, the television series, Rags to Riches. I wrote, too, like there's some kind of a thing, and I, I couldn't find anything on it, but you're in like a TV series called Boca. We're from Boca. We lived in Boca. Boca Witches. Yeah. <clears throat> It's still going. It's still tied up in um, post production right now. Boca bitches or Wh witches? No, witches. witches. I wrote a play called Boca Bitches, and the whole play <laughs> oh, is about right. women of Boca. It, it went up. It did very well off on up Broadway, but off of whatever. And it that's interesting. So let's. It's I a wanna... great town to write about. <clears throat> a lot of characters. There. Oh wait, also, so you have another film that that just came out. I think Friday the Thirteenth: Vengeance Part Two, which is a fan film, right? It was a fan film, but it was a heavily stacked fan film. What does that mean, fan, fan well, film? I mean, so the cast consisted of C.J. Graham, Tommy McLaughlin, Darcy DeMoss, one of my best friends, Richie Ramone, myself. Paul Taylor's in it because we just had him on two weeks ago. We just had him on two weeks yes. ago. Paul Taylor, Rob Mello. Um, yeah, Jason Brooks. Jason Brooks. It was Jason's project. And in fact, back a few months ago, we were all up in Seattle for the premiere. So we're all so excited about it. It's picking up so many awards, um, so many laurels for, you know, international film festivals. So we're all really proud. And it's on, it's, it's on YouTube, you guys. It's free. We do recommend you be you know, a little older, 18, yeah. you know, 16, a little whatever. Older. I'll watch it. Yeah. A little older. It's got some boobs in it. It's got some sex or some <clears> violence <throat> in it. So you have Not to Not the mine. Film last, <laughs> wait, the film we saw last night, which I'm not allowed to speak of, had one of the gals in a shower, totally naked from head to toe, and right. the camera wasn't shy. And I thought to myself, I have never really seen this in a film as, 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 detailed let's say and i just thought of all the gay guys i know that are throwing up <laughs> she had like a landing strip when they look at this naked woman they go oh really she had a and i'm thinking strip. of all the straight guys that now have stiffs in their pants because it was a very sexy scene she was quite endowed she had lovely bosoms and she's a beautiful girl so i thought to myself okay <clears throat> back in 1955 in the movies, they used to put a flower if the decolletage was shown. Right. Cleavage was absent. Jane Russell, my buddy, my best friend who I love, she used to tell me that all the time. My bosom, it wasn't my size, but Jane Russell was a 36B. So it wasn't the size of her breasts. It was that she had wonderful cleavage. Right. And the cleavage used to turn men on, just cleavage. Right. Not the bosom. Could you imagine men getting horny and crazy over cleavage? Now they see the whole woman naked and they're in the audience eating popcorn. That's funny. But they're not bothered. <laughs> well, now, question. I, I always lead into a question. Would you do a completely head-to-toe, close-up, mm. naked? 
what have you. So if, you know, so in Halloween 5, um, they were supposed to show um, side nudity. And it was the wardrobe department that completely fucked that up. Um, How is that? um, Because my, I wear a costume, I'm like a red devil. And they did not apparently get the memo <laughs> or, or pay attention to what um, was supposed to happen because it's a lovemaking scene. So there was supposed to be side partial nudity. And then after the wardrobe, it was in my contract. I mean, all the stipulations were in there. And then wardrobe messed it up and, you know. And you were naked. No, she wasn't naked. You weren't naked. And it was down there. I, I did rewrite my kill scene. Um, that was fun. That's why cinematically it is the way it is today. Thank God for that. Um, but it, didn't I, hurt, it didn't hurt your scene, did it? No, it did not. No, oh, as long as it doesn't hurt the scene, it's okay. I was one. I was. I was one of the only ones that ever fought Michael Myers back because I was supposed to die like some stupid way, just like that. So I went to Mr. Akkad and the director and I'm like, hey y'all, I I have a suggestion and I think we need to show her strength instead of her her being, you know, a little just dumbass. And um, (laughs) up on a farm, you know, I know what barns are because this whole thing and it's lit beautifully. And Greg Nicotero from KMBFX and The Walking Dead, um, you know, Greg did all the special effects and everything with KMB, you know, his company. And so it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that I had the the balls to. Well, I mean, I was 20 years old. I'm straight, you know, but to go and recommend that they change your, this whole sequence of one of the most pivotal scenes, important scenes in the movie. um, I was very brave. Yeah. And it worked to your benefit. I I have suggested to some producers, if you really want to have a horror movie to terrify people, have them running out of the theater and vomiting, put me in it frontal naked. (laughs) (laughs) I'll clear a theater out. (laughs) Nothing like an 82 year old naked man. (laughs) But back to your question. So if the script, if the script called for it, uh, if it was very tasteful, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I would be happy and that would be very liberating. I'm very proud of my body and my frame. So um, I would be very happy to like celebrate my body. I mean, why not? Well, if they for some reason needed an 82 year old man in a hospital, half dead, you know, and they hired me for frontal nudity. I'd say no, because I have two daughters and I really wouldn't want my daughters to see me naked, you know, <laughs> and the world. For a million dollars, like I would, I would be naked. I would do performances. I would do anything. <laughs> I, would, I would fuck myself for a million dollars. You know what? When you are 
my age and you've been in this business. You'll get paid extra, you know, for nudity. Oh, so, Dave Bailey oh, said yeah. he's going to add that in Cloud Motel 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, Dave, I'll kill you. Listen, uh, uh, Tammy, you get paid extra for nudity. You I do. want everybody out there to know that, that yeah. these actresses are not used and abused. They are taken care of financially for performing naked. And, you know, the, uh, and the contracts are, um, yeah, there, there's so much that just goes into the contractual side of exactly. doing anything. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people understand that, but they are very, very strict. So I, I think I'd like to work with you. I think in a comedy, I'd love to work with her in a comedy. I think we could bang off each other really funny. I think we have a, you and I could have a good rapport. Oh, I back think and so forth. too. So wait, I want to go back. So I, and, and you, you, you do a good comedy, right? I'm sure yeah, so. in fact, I've got one coming out um, in 2023. Um, yeah, that stars myself and Pandora. Uh, oh. Pandora's Box. Yes. Um, yeah, Pandora from RuPaul's uh, Drag Race. I think that's, that's it. Fun. Yes, yeah. yes, RuPaul's Drag Race. So I have a question for you. You don't have to answer it uh, in the because Hub asked how old you are, and I don't know if that's public no, knowledge. No, we Do don't like, ask that. No, if, if, well, if it's public, fucking Google me. I mean, it's, uh, just Google her, Hub. Yeah, no, I, I, never, <laughs> I never, I never. That's one. I know. I'll ask how you know how deep is your valley, but I'll never say uh, <laughs> how old are you. Okay, so I want to talk. So first of all, because one of the things I think is so cool, it looks like Terrifier is going to turn into like a franchise, uh, and it's going to become yeah. an iconic franchise. Right. You know, so now and and Halloween already is the most iconic franchise that there is. So you're going to have have you know roles in two of the most iconic franchises that there are. What what do you have a favorite like horror movie franchise? Well, but the thing about it is, and this is something that someone recently pointed out to me. They're like, okay, Halloween. Terrifier. I did Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Nightmare. Oh, that's right. Yes. I also did Vengeance. Vengeance is a high caliber Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, yes. So now I can say that I've officially breathed uh, in some way, shape, form, whatever. And so I've been a part of. Except for Hellraiser, then, because Hellraiser to me is the only other good. Yeah, Hellraiser, yeah. We have to get so you into the Hellraiser it, it, one. It's safe to say that you are a uh, icon in the horror film business. I don't like that uh, word. Well, I, I think you have a lot of credit for I, I hate that word. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm icon. I'm legend. I'm my son's mother, and I am a working actress. You know, good. That's, good. that's why you know people what? like you so much, though, because you're not you know a snotty sometimes, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes the title icon fits. And when you, no, let's not say no. When you work in as many films as you've worked in, you become an icon. You really do, because you have, I bet you if you went to a table signing, she goes the line the would time. be around the block. She goes all the time. Right? When you're signing photos at a you table. Know what? That's good in this, and it totally depends upon the demographic. So... Um, you know, y'all, I'm just grateful. Like I said, I'm just Tammy from Arkansas. And, you know, my grandparents were in the cattle business. And, you know, I mean. Oh, well, do you watch, do you watch Yellowstone? I do. It's yes. a fucking great, I love that I show. Love Yellowstone, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like you. I, I'm, I, I am a 64 year 
in the business overnight sensation. There you go. <laughs> took me right, it took me 64 years of film, <laughs> television, and theater to get to do what I'm doing today. So I think that the word icon should be applied to a lot and of people. It's taken me 33 years. I did my first national commercial. You're an icon. You're an icon. Wait, wait, you did your first national commercial when? I did when? my first national commercial when I was like 12 or 13. And it was back for, do you all remember Gloria Vanderbilt jeans? The G. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So that's how old I am. That was a big deal, though. Gloria Vanderbilt back then was like, like, it was the gene know, that like, fit now, everybody's like, body. Yes. Any body shape. Vanderbilt back then was a badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was the first one to put an elastic in a gene. So the right. gene fought to your body. She was a, quite a lady, Vanderbilt. I didn't meet her, but I was at a party when I lived in New York, and she was there. I thought that she was the ugliest, most beautiful woman I have ever seen, right. if you understand that. She looked like a man. She's handsome. She's beautiful. I was mesmerized by her, and I, I didn't. I was a little intimidated too because she sort of was a bit standoffish. But I looked at her and I thought, my God, what an interesting-looking woman! Right. Just stunningly interesting. So different with that weird haircut, and her eyebrows, and her makeup, and her facial expression. That was a big deal, though. That so that was a national commercial, right? Mm -hmm. That had to be national if it's Gloria. Yeah, Vanderbilt. and then it was even was cooler. But it was cooler finding out, like all these years later, that Anderson Cooper, it's her son, right? right. Cooper, right? I love and I love Anderson Cooper. I mean, I think he's just such an attractive, strong, oh yeah, intelligent, oh yeah, sophisticated. Love him. Love him. Yeah. So, so, so His mother was like that also. She was very, uh, but by the way, she was not a little woman. Gloria Vanderbilt was a statuesque woman. She was tall and broad and, and big. So you did another movie. It's called Daddy and Them. What kind of movie was it? So that was about an Arkansas family. Um, it was just a bunch of hick stuff from around here. And I think I was the only person that wasn't like a huge star in it. Um, you know, it was Listen, really let, me tell, let me tell everybody who was in this film: Billy Bob Thornton, Lauren Dern, Laura Dern, Diane Ladd, Kelly Preston, Tuesday Night, who we actually know, Ben Affleck, Andy Griffith, and Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, those are like all like household names. I don't know if they were then, but most of them yeah. probably were. Yeah, Beth they were. Griffith was Tuesday Night. We met. Uh, we met at a bunch of events here in LA. And Billy Bob Thornton is nice. I met him with Angelina Jolie in the drugstore. And because Angie Lena Jolie, who was Angie Voigt, grew up in my house in Beverly Hills. I used to give her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She and my daughter Deirdre went to school together, they're friends. And Billy Bob was sweet. And I said to Angie, Angie, how come you never see? And I mentioned the girl's name who was one of the friends. She was your best friend. And Angie pointed to Billy Bob and she said, no, he's my best friend. And I thought that was romantic. <laughs> a crazy story that I've never shared with I don't think anyone okay good we like that it's about, it's awesome. no it's about Billy okay so when I was about six or seven years old my mom no 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 I was older than that I'm so sorry I was about 10 because my mom picked me up from school one day 
And so I get in the car and she's like, how was your day at school? And I'm like, it was great, mom. What do you want me to say? And she's like, I'm even surprised that she fucking told me this. She said, <laughs> she said I went to a psychic today. And I'm like, oh my God, what if the hell is like wrong with you? You went to a psychic. <laughs> my mom, the space cadet, because what the hell is going on here? So fast forward, long story short, um, that was Billy's mom. That was oh. yeah. Oh, the psychic was Billy's mom? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Okay. I, met, I met Sylvester Stallone's mother at a cocktail party here in, in L.A. And right. we got chubby and talking. We had a lot of fun. And she said to me, pull down your pants. And I said, why? She said, I want to read your ass. I said, what? She said, yeah, I read asses. She's a psychic. <laughs> And she, yeah, I'm serious. I'm not lying. She <laughs> reads people's asses. So her son was there, Sylvester's brother. And he looked Frank. at me, Frank, and he looked at me and he said, oh, you don't really have to do it. I said, well, I had no intention of doing it. At a cocktail party, lowering my slacks so she could read my ass. But she was a riot. <clears throat> oh, she was way out. Sylvester Stallone's mom. I loved her. She was crazy. So Billy's mom and my mom were, they became like best friends. So Virginia, Billy's mom, she became like, I don't know, in a sense, like an adopted mother to me. So So yeah. you were always around Billy Bob Thornton. He was very nice. He was very friendly. He was extremely nice. I liked him. Yeah. Okay. So here's something I like to ask actors and actresses. Uh, and it's a two-part question. Number one, male and female actor on a bucket list of somebody who you would like to work with. And number part two of it is, if you could have been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? No, she, no, she said she was like no That's more like not, Jimmy. <laughs> He loves to throw that at people. I know, but I love it. You can have more than one if you have a few, but you have to have a male and a female actor that you think, oh right. my God, I would love to work with these people. You know, I'm going to have to say the male would be Robert Redford. Okay, I like that one. I love Robert Me too. Redford. Yeah. And I would like to have sex with him, not even work with him. Just have sex with him. <laughs> Me too. I don't need to work with him. <laughs> Female-wise, you know, I'm going to have to say someone like a Meryl Streep or like a Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. I like that better than Meryl yeah. Streep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then what about – okay, and what movie like – like do you have a favorite movie that you like a go-to movie? Like if you're – you want to just see something that makes you happy or, or when you're in a bad mood or something, do you have a go-to movie? Like I have go – my go-to movie – uh, which Ron doesn't like any of my go-to movies. My go-to movies are The Lost Boys and Pretty Woman. Those are like my two favorite movies. I fucking see. I've seen movies. each one of them like 5,000 times. And then there's another one with Hilary Duff uh, and Colin Firth where I forgot the name of it now, but I've seen it like 500 times. I know all the lines. Uh, you know, I really don't have one particular movie per se because whenever I want to feel whatever I need to feel at that moment, I always resort back to true life, real life crime. Oh, do you really? Do you know, do you know how many I've talked about if it had to be, If it had to be a movie, it would probably be something as dark and demented as like Helter Skelter or some shit. 
I've spoken to many actresses about this in conversation. And you know the character they all wanted to play? Mm -hmm. Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Right. Believe it or not, so many actresses love that character. Have you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Not in years. Not in years. But you remember it. So would yeah. you play Holly Golightly in yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. Oh, what? What a girl wants. They just wrote it in the chat room for me. That's the girl. That's the movie I like with Hillary Duff and uh, not Hillary Duff. Uh, I forgot. But Colin Firth and oh Amanda Bynes. It was Amanda Bynes and Colin Firth. Yeah. And I fucking like love that movie. I think it's like awesome. Also, Holly Golightly was written for Marilyn Monroe, and Marilyn Monroe turned it down, and Audrey Hepburn took it. And I think Audrey did a wonderful job with playing Holly Golightly. Do you have a hot horror movies that you actually like? Like, do you like? Uh, first of all, are you a horror movie fan? Like, if you weren't a horror movie star, would you watch horror movies, or you watch them because you're in them? <laughs> so my mom, God rest her soul, she's the one that turned me onto horror, and um, yeah, I mean, I I have my limits with horror because I'm more of a documentary kind of girl. This one too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love my documentaries. Um, I love documentaries. Yeah, but I really don't. I don't watch. Well, I think the fans. I think they think I'm looping Halloween Five all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jimmy, do not freaking laugh about this because that's <laughs> the truth. Seriously. So you know, I'm not sitting around watching Halloween all day. Um, I'm very grateful for that amazing movie franchise, but I just, you know, um, but I've done so much work in the genre now. Like next year, I've got this other movie coming out called Ouija, A New Beginning. Um, I mean, I've got a, and I do a, a ton of horror work, but as far as really watching them, I tend to go, there's a lot of independence that I watch but I also go and look at the difference and try to understand the balance between all the studio shit as opposed to like the good independent stuff. That's funny because the Ouija one, I, I remember on IMDb, Alyssa Dowling is in that and she's a good friend of ours. Her and her husband are good friends of ours. She is a, yes, she is a great friend of mine. Yeah, she's phenomenal. She's we love heart. her. Yeah, we love her. She's one of our favorites. In fact, I, I was on the phone with her earlier. So, yes. Oh. Next yes. time you talk to her, tell her Jimmy and Ron send her the best because we yes. love her. Yes, I, I was so happy um, when I got the call to see if I was interested in doing Ouija. They told me she was in it. And she is one actress that I, she was on, Alyssa was literally on my bucket list to work with. Um, oh, there you go. She's a fine actress. I've got to work with her. I've got to work with her. And we had the best time um, on set up in Seattle. And she is just such a sweetheart. I love yep. her. Absolutely. She's so talented. She's beautiful. Um, I just, I love her and her entire family. <laughs> Fucking amazing. We don't see that. Now, now they don't live in California anymore. We don't yeah, see her. Yeah. Yeah. Every time we would go Where to an event. Now? They live in Florida. Yeah. Oh, right, they moved to Florida, right? Um, so I, I think but it's they, terrific. They, they, she's a sweetie. And yes, she's very liked by everybody in the business. It's so important to be liked by your fellow workers. That's why you must never talk bad about another fellow worker because you think you're doing damage to the person you're talking bad about. No, you're doing damage to yourself. 
<clears throat> because then we know that you're a big mouth troublemaker and we avoid you. <laughs> Whereas Alyssa is an angel. Nobody could say a, an unkind you can't word say about, bad about her. Yeah. Not an unkind word. And actually, I've never heard anything. Well, Felissa. Felissa, uh, yeah, I think also a little sweetheart. Sarah French is an angel. I Do mean, you know Sarah French? I don't. Oh, oh she's yeah. wonderful. We'll if you have know. to get you in she's, some of those. She things. is the most gorgeous blonde in the world who doesn't know it. She doesn't act it or show it. She's just right. a regular little girl. She's a hick. That's funny. She yeah. comes from up north somewhere in Norway. I don't know where the hell she's from. But she Minnesota. Lived on a, Minnesota. She lived on a farm. Dave Bailey's in the chat room, and he said he was just talking to, to uh, Alyssa and Eddie this morning. Oh, we love Alyssa. Dave, say hi to her for us. Yeah, that's right. Everybody say hi to Alyssa for us. But, uh, Sarah, <laughs> you know, so Sarah French was raised on a farm, and it shows in her work. Right. Because there's nothing more obnoxious than a sexy, beautiful blonde who knows it. You want to smack her. But when Sarah works, you want to hug her. That's like why I call you Tammy. There's two yous. And and there's a you that I'd like to hug, and there's a you that I respect and look at as an actress. But there's, there's two of you. You are two people. You know that. Thank you. But do you know that? I do. I do. You're, no, you're, I the, actress, you're the actress. Tammy, then, like, I want to be Tammy, like, all the time because that's who I am. I'm not into – I'm just – I want to be me. That's me. I'm Ronnie. My friends call me Ronnie. Yeah. Ron, 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 Ron Russell is the actor. Ronnie is who I am. Right. I don't like to mix the two. They're two people. No, I think it's very cool. <laughs> I, I never do Ron Russell with my friends. I hate that shit. You know, I always go. I always go looking for people to come on the show. You know, and people who I think are will be a good fit for the show, and that have you know the same type of audience that we have. You know, because because our audience basically likes cool people, just cool people. They like you know actors and actresses and musicians who are cool. And uh, so when I saw you on Facebook, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to become friends and invite her on the show. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you did. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm super excited to meet you because now I can put you on my list because I produce a lot of movies of, of actresses, you know, that I know. And I think a lot of people would like to work with you because I think you have, the, besides the fact that you're really talented, I think you have a great personality and people will want to work with you. Um, and I've never heard anything bad about you. And I've known who you are for, you know, very many, many, many years. Um, and I've never heard anybody say anything but good things, which because is Because there's, no there's no room in our business for prima donnas or people who make trouble on the set or people who think who the fuck they are. I mean, get over it. You know, nobody's a great actor or a great actress. As they say, you know, they'll tell you, I'm a great actor, and they're really not. Let the audiences say it, not you. You know, and I think, and I'm kind of, I'm glad that you're bringing that up because there's there's so much smoke and mirrors <laughs> when it comes to Facebook and all yes, of, they are. of everything social media encompasses. And, you know. And we have no right to do it. No, we go... You know, whether it be Felissa, Alyssa, Sarah, myself, you know, whoever it is, you know, this is just, um, there's a lot more, this is a process. And, you know, there's a lot of people that go out there and they're tooting their own horns and they're making themselves to be like these mega stars. Mega. Super. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> And just, you know, when I was talking to Alyssa earlier, you know, I was talking to her about, you know, 
trying to get my energy back up from having COVID, trying to stay healthy during, because I've been out like- Don't eat sugar. Well, I mean, no, and I don't, because I'm more of a keto kind of girl. But um, but, but when you're traveling as much as, because I'm going on, when I go to New York this weekend, that is my eighth eighth consecutive weekend to travel. And so, you know, with flight delays, with everything that there's a, so many layers and elements and dynamics to this industry, um, you know, and I just wish people would give us like some credit because they, I know they don't understand, but we go through, you know, this shit's not easy. No. <laughs> Listen, I uh, love the way you said I, that. I was friends with Betty Davis, the real oh, Betty wow. Davis. Oh, yeah, years ago. And I said to Betty something referring to about her being a star. And she looked at me and she said, Ron, I'm just a girl that works in a factory. Right. And that's what Betty Davis thought of the studio. It's a factory. It smells. It's cold. It's dank. It's ugly. It's dirty. It's all broken. The toilets are hideous. I mean, so Betty Davis just felt I'm a working girl in a factory. That's how wonderful she was. Betty never blew her own horn. And if you did, she would walk away from you. She had no tolerance for anybody that thought they were better than she. That's why she hated Joan Crawford so much, because Joan Crawford loved herself. Betty Davis loved herself. I've been on, um, it only happened to me one time when um, some of the, the crew tried to break me. Talking about just try and like throw me off my character and get in my eye. Why? Why? Big. I mean, why would anyone do such a thing? Why would anyone waste their fucking time trying to? There's why would anyone do that? But there's just a lot out there that, um, you know, that we. Yeah. Fellow yeah. actor or the crew? Crew. The crew. Try yeah, to I throw know. you off. I, I don't believe that. Why on earth would they want to do that? Well, obviously they did because she's telling you they did. So. I believe her. I'm not to question they, they her. They didn't succeed. So of but course I'm, I'm telling you that it just doesn't because, you know, it's like when you go to set guests. Do you want to get along with people? Absolutely. Who wants to go there and have you know, all these enemies that you're living with, you're eating with and all of that shit that you're working with, that you're so like close to on set. So like I said, you know, there's just, and now, I mean, I've even had to learn, you know, what to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. And I've really had to kind of tighten my own reins up um, to try to avoid, try and avoid any possible anything. So, remember one thing. Remember one thing, Tommy. If you weren't there, they would not be working. So it's because you're there that they're working, and they should be grateful for that. Not try to hurt your performance because it hurts the film. No, I. That's the one thing about Joan Crawford. Since I brought her name up, I've never met Joan Crawford, but I've heard her stories. She loved her crew. Right. She would sit and play cards with them. She hung out. She was smart. She knew that the lighting and cameraman would be kind to her if she was, they did it. They make you look good. You want to be You must never fight with your DP yes. or your director because it's, it's foolish. 
you'll only wind up the loser. Yeah, and, uh, so. you know, there are so many egos in this business, mentally ill people, people who are para <laughs> no, para schizophrenic paranoia. No, there really are. They yeah. think you're talking about them or you're saying bad things about them or you're trying to physically. They're paranoid. Yeah. They're, they're nuts. They're totally crazy people. If you, so, post on, if, you, if you post something on social media, you're getting texts and they're blowing up your messenger. Why are you talking about me? I'm like, I don't even remember who you are. <laughs> I, 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 often, I often write, uh, if I get that, if you're talking about me, I write back. Well, if the shoe fits, wear it. I've gotten to the point. I'm too old. I'm not playing a fucking game. I work my ass off. I'm my son's mom. Um, I have a beautiful daughter-in-law. Um, oh, your son is a man. And, and I'm grounded. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be me. I mean, if you want to call me a hick from Arkansas or a redneck, I love it. That's the part I, of you I love. No, that's so appealing. I think that's, that's so what appealing. I love about you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just don't play the fucking game. I mean, no, when you're proper, you are another actress. But when you do the hick from Arkansas, you are adorable. It's just, a you know, I would love to see you in a film doing that. Let's just doing this weekend. rather than doing the other because there's such a charm about it. There's such a love and a warmth about it. That's like Sherry okay. Davis. Sherry Davis is from Texas, right, and right. When she's on screen. She's not, but when in person, she's a real cow shit and kick shit kicking gal, and that's what I like most about her. Right. Yes, fabulous. All right, so you guys fun because we have another guest that we have to get to. Um, we anyway, love you. You're a, uh, you're a great guest. You Tammy, really are you're terrific. Um, so you I guys follow Tam Tamara Glenn. Uh, her her Instagram is T A M G L Y N N. Go on YouTube, you guys, and watch Friday the Thirteenth: Vengeance Two Bloodlines. It's on YouTube. Check out Terrifier Two. Congratulations on all your success. We'll definitely stay in touch. And if you ever uh, have anything big to promote, let us know. We'll bring you back. But thank you so much for and coming And my on final show. word is you are an icon. Yes. That's it. No more talk. No more conversation. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye, bye, honey. Bye. 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 What a lovely girl. So I'd love to work with her. She'd be a lot of fun to work with. So you guys, we're going to take a quick sad. music break. We're going to play the Nicotine Dolls, What Makes You Sad. And then we're going to come back with our next guest, Michael Shapiro you know, from Reckless in Vegas. My, my, with my hair like this, all I need to do is put on tits and I can no, get dragged. All right, everybody, I check look out. like a woman. Come on, we got to go. Check out Nicotine Dolls, Ooh. everybody. We'll be right back with our next guest. That's tearing me up into the pieces on the floor. You see, I don't have an answer for you now. Just go around, I'll find a reason. Tell me what makes, tell me what makes you sad. Tell me what makes, tell me what makes you sad. You said, Tell me what makes, tell me what makes you sad. Stepping word that's falling out of me 
nicotine dolls i actually follow them on tiktok and i love them and we're gonna see if we can reach out to them and get them to come on the show but now i'm making out with my we're ready for our next guest michael shapiro let him in one hey hello what's up my in yeah hi how are you can you hear us all right Hallelujah. By the way, I just want to say I'm a terrific actor. I just put it in there, huh? I'm a really good actor. I want you to know I'm I'm like one of the best actors on the planet. And I gotta tell you. <laughs> He's because we were talking about that. That's so funny. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star you Show. You know what? You're making a joke. Some schmuck last night said that to me. He said, you know, I'm a great actor. And you know, he really isn't, but I didn't say anything. So hang on, hang on. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star with Ron, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly super talented Michael Shapiro solo artist and part of Reckless in Vegas. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here with you guys. Now, are you related to Eileen Shapiro? We're not related. That's just a total coincidence. I mean, maybe if we were to cha- to, to to go through all the lines, we might find some funny business going on. There, the, Shapiro, no. the Shapiro tribe. You you probably are related because there was a, the Shapiro tribe and everybody's name tribe. And Shapiro was a very important name in Hebrew uh, culture. Even though Eileen doesn't know she's Jewish, she is. Which, by the way, she told me to tell you hi, so say hi to Eileen. I will. I will. <laughs> and and I, I was supposed to say hi to, to B. Claudia, too, right? Yes. 
Yeah, say hi to me, Claudia. Absolutely. She's in the chat. And then say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. There you go. Okay, so this is this is my co-host, Ron Russell, my cool outrageous about town. Nice to meet you. And excited to have you on. Um, both because I like listen to you to a bunch of your music actually. Actually, uh, you have a song that I guess you put out as a solo artist a long time ago called Hope. And I like listened to it about a thousand times in the last two days. You like and, that one. Uh, right. uh, it's a very good song, so I like like that a lot. So tell us a little bit. So you you born and raised in Vegas, and you live in Vegas now. My family moved to to Las Vegas in the fifties. I I was born in nineteen seventy, and I moved here when I was about one one years old. And and I I grew up here. Uh, I was here from seventy one until two thousand, and then uh, I met I met my friend Cocaine. Not my friend, but I met Cocaine, and Cocaine uh, suggested that I get out of Las Vegas because Las Vegas was my problem. So I moved to. You called your dog Cocaine? No, not his dog. He Who? met Cocaine. Who is Cocaine? Ron, Ron, you want me to do it? Do I need? What do I want to sing it to you? What do you need, buddy? What do you need me to? Well, I have no idea what you're talking about. Who the hell is? He lived, he lived in Las Vegas until 2000, but he got involved with cocaine, which made him an idea. He needs to get out of Vegas. Oh, <laughs> no! You oh, said yeah. met cocaine. Well, that's I, what he meant. Well, I thought maybe cocaine was some dancer stripper. <laughs> Yeah, I met this woman Cocaine, and my whole life went to shit. I mean, what a great name for a Vegas stripper. Hi, my name is Cocaine. Every guy will want a sniffer. Wow, that's very good. Wow. <laughs> you are good. Yeah, so I got out of – I left town. I, I got out of town. My mom lived in Portland, so I moved to Portland. And did you guys know that there are strip clubs in Cocaine in Portland too? I had no yes. idea. <laughs> I was Everywhere I go, there I am. And then in uh, in 2006, I moved to the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, and I actually got clean there. And I was cl- there for, for nine years, and then I started the Reckless in Vegas show, and we started getting a lot of work in Las Vegas. So I decided to move back to Las Vegas. So I was gone for 15 years, but other than that, my entire life was spent in Las Vegas. But you're long, a full-time long musician, right? You're a full-time musician. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, I've gotten involved in some other things as well. Yeah. Produced a movie at one point, which was a disaster. Did a little bit of acting because I'm a terrific actor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you are, Joe. Uh, uh, Okay, Billy. So, so the thing is, is, uh, you know, along the way I did make a few investments here and there. Joe was a private joke. I know your name. (laughs) That's why I called you Billy, Ron. No, That's why he called because a, a, some asshole named Joe last night said that he was a great actor who turned out to be a total schizophrenic paranoia maniac. But anyway, yeah, well, that's what Hollywood's got. If I started telling you, I mean, look at so so show business, as you guys know, is a tough thing, right? We're you have to have a little bit of narcissism. You don't have to be a narcissist, but you got to play in that field. And we're self promoting all the time. We're we find ourselves in tell business as opposed to show business. Then we get into show business. We become and now we're in show business, and it's a it's my least favorite part of 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 the business is that there is a degree of self promotion. Am I wrong in that? No, not wrong. That's the way it is. Unfortunately, no, that's the way it is. So you have a sh- – first of all, let me tell everybody. First of all, you guys can follow Michael on Instagram. He's Michael Shapiro Music. Um, he's also got an Instagram for Reckless in Vegas, which is Reckless in Vegas. The Twitter is Reckless in Vegas, and the Facebook is Reckless in Vegas, and his website is michaelshapiromusic.com, of which his solo music is different than Reckless in Vegas, but it's very good. And I'm going to tell people, and then you're going to expand on this a little bit. So you guys, his show is called Reckless in Vegas. It's a blended imagery, banter, and classic music from the 60s glory days of Vegas with a contemporary rock band aesthetic. 
Um, think like, and he, they do music from like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Elvis, Sonny and Cher, Frankie Valley, Neil Diamond, Johnny Cash, Bobby Darren, and more. Think the Rat Pack meets Green Day, which is what a fucking great comparison. That I mean, that I read that and I was like, oh my god, that's freaking awesome. So, how did you come up with this concept, Reckless in Vegas? When I moved to the Bay Area, uh, I happened to to buy a home right next door to Dan Shea, who is a Grammy Award nominated producer. Um, and he did. He worked with Mariah Carey. He produced Jennifer Lopez, Jessica Simpson. He's kind of a kind of a big deal. Super talented. We became friends, and he agreed to produce our very first EP for Reckless in Vegas, and it was an all original album, five songs. So it was an EP. Uh, he got the idea to do a Neil Diamond. The song Solitary Man by Neil Diamond. He got the idea to do that as a remake. He always wanted to do it. We were the right band for it. So we added that on the album back in 2008. Uh, Fast forward to the next EP we did. We worked with Sylvia Massey, who's also an incredible producer. Uh, We put that album out. We toured, 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 toured. And I just wasn't making a living doing it. It was really hard. I was playing with a terrific drummer. Uh, and also Mario Cipollina from Huey Lewis in the News, the guy with the oh, cigarette. Oh, he was fantastic. But we just weren't able to break through, and and I was financing the whole thing, so it, it, it got it got tiring. And our booking agent at the time, in about 2011, suggested that we do a tribute act. The tribute acts were the ones that, that were making money. And I thought, okay. So I talked to the guys, and we were going to do a Johnny Cash tribute. And... Um, <laughs> I learned 50 Johnny Cash songs. I was like, I called the guys and go, guys, I can't, I can't do this. I, you know, I'm an original songwriter. I'm an original artist. I, I, I can do that for the money, but I'm just not, I'm going to be miserable. And they agreed. And so we shelved the idea. Two weeks later, I was meditating. I had a pretty heavy meditation practice and I saw Reckless in Vegas and the old neon lights. There was black and white old Vegas movies playing and I'm wearing a shark skin suit. The guys were wearing shark skin suits. We're playing our style of kind of Green Day rock and roll, but I'm singing Frank Sinatra. And <laughs> there was dancers and the whole thing. And I, and I wrote everything down. And I called Dan. I said, Dan, you remember that thing you did with the Neil Diamond song? He goes, yeah. I said, what do you think about doing that with old Vegas music? And it, it hit home for me because growing up here, my grandfather owned a hotel here in 1955. There's a lot of mob story like that whole. I was enamored with that whole lifestyle here. And he loved the idea. We spent a year on the arrangements and we put an album out. We started playing it in the Bay Area and it was a smash there. We started getting hired from guys that own hotels in Vegas. So I was doing some traveling. Uh, after we did this five weekend residency, I sat up in the hotel room and I thought, shit, I got to move back to Vegas. And I packed all my stuff out. I rented my house out. I moved back to Vegas in 2015. And it's been a journey. It's been a journey. The music pays homage to the original versions, those terrific artists. But yet it's it's their original arrangements. We we wrote the arrangements uh, with the exception of a couple of what we call mashups. We'll take Nancy Sinatra's Boots Are Made for Walking and we'll mix it with Led Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love or Jimi Hendrix's Manic Depression and we'll mix it with Mr. Bojangles. But other than those, they're all original. So I've been doing it 10 years and it's still challenging. We've got a residency at the Sahara Hotel on the Strip. Um, it's it's so one of I, the want, I want everybody to hear it so they know what we're yeah, like. Wait a minute, about. they may pull us off the air. No, they're know. not gonna. Why not? They did it all the time. They didn't the last song we just did. Well, I got... we have to explain this to Michael. <laughs> they, 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 may, okay. they may pull us off the air. You know that. 
I understand. Or if you uh, hold off the air, folks. Just stay there, if in case they. Sometimes YouTube flags us, but I don't think they yeah. will because just it's, don't go away. Yeah, don't. Go, he won't go anywhere anyway. Astro, so. shut the fuck up. All right, up. so so this is Luck Be a Lady, right? Tell us about Luck Be a Lady, and then we're gonna have Juan play it for us. Luck, Luck Be a Lady was the first arrangement we did, and we were kind of going for a Metallica feel on it, a little heavier than you know the the original Luck Be a Lady. I kept the lyrics and, and melody true to the original version, but the music is all original. That's why you probably won't get flagged. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think we're going to I think that's either. such bullshit because it's your music and you're giving us permission. So I don't understand why they have the, the nerve to say we can't play it, the motherfuckers. Anyway, here we go. So Juan, uh, so actually introduce it for us, Michael, and then Juan's going to play it. So this is a Luck, Luck Be a Lady off of uh, the Reckless in Vegas album entitled The Hard Way. And this is how we open our shows every night in Las Vegas. They call
I have got to say, it's my kind of music. Nice. I love it. I'm only sorry I was not there in person because you on stage in person has to rock the room because that is a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous everything. I love the song. I love your voice. I love the, the arrangement. I love the video. Yeah, the video is great. And I don't say this about much music today because most music sucks today. All that rap shit. I don't like that rap shit. I don't understand. Yeah. Your music is English. I understand that it's real. Beautifully done. What a wonderful rendition of Luck Be a Lady. Thank wonderful. you. Really wonderful. And you know what? People tell you you look like from your side profile when you were drinking the drink. I was like, fuck, he looks like Hugh Jackman. Like, I thought you you look just like a young Hugh Jackman. I was like, holy shit. Wow. You're, you're, very, you're very handsome. Thank Are you. you. single? Uh, so I'm married. Uh, I've been so the one of the women that's in the video. She's also uh, she did the choreography and she dances in the show. Oh, the, blonde, the blonde is your wife? No, she's the one walking through the desert. She's yeah, really, with the long oh, dress, right? Yeah. She's gorgeous. Her name is her name is Jolie. Yeah, too. Very pretty. She just became yeah. a marital and family therapist too. She went back to school and got her master's. Yeah. Michael. Uh, we have three dogs, kind of like what you got there. We got uh, two Labradors and a and a cocker spaniel, and we have six six chickens too, which is wow. six chickens. Oh my god! So you guys got to follow him on Instagram uh, on the Michael Shapiro music one because no, wait, wait, because he's got all his dogs. He has. I wrote. I put a put a thing on the top of my list of notes that says dogs because he's got all these pictures on Instagram of his dogs. So you guys follow it because that's a, we love people who love anybody who loves dogs is good people. Uh, I have to ask a very serious question. Yeah. No kidding around. Do you think your music works today in this world of insanity? Well, so our show is two days a week. And producing a show in Las Vegas is probably one of the hardest uh, places to, to, to be on the strip. There's so much competition. Uh, we're, it's, we're, it's working. It's slow. It's hard. It's really challenging. The most challenging thing I've ever had the opportunity to do is to mount a show in Las Vegas. People are blown away by it. We added a horn section. The show has a three-piece horn section. There are dancers in the show. We do old Rat Pack-style humor. The music carries it all. And because these arrangements, like, that's the pretty cool arrangement to Luck Be a Lady. When that Dan did that arrangement, um, they're all like that. They're very witty. People like, they'll hear it start, and they're like, oh, what's going to happen? And it hits you. We've reinvigorated them. Do you think you're going to be considered retro? It's pretty modern to not be read to to be retro. Well, I'm trying to figure it out because you know the, the garbage that they produce today that makes so much money that anybody can do because nobody sings, they speak. You're singing. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay you the best compliment. Jimmy and I will be in Nevada the whole month of January filming a movie. Really? We're gonna sneak away and we're gonna come down to see your show in Las Vegas. I will would you love that. will you be performing? So our contract ends that we started in June. It ends December 30th, but we're in negotiations to uh, do another another six months. At this point, really, it's about it's about the, the finances, right? I hate to make it about money, but at this point, we put we put everything into the show and creating it, and also carrying the show with advertising, marketing, all that stuff. And it's like I have to make a decision based on at this point now. It's about either bringing somebody in that will help, maybe do the second six months, or the hotel changes the the deal with us. So we'll see. I, I, I'm fully intending on doing another contract at this point, but it's got to be advantageous. We're four, we're four hours. We are four hours outside of Las Vegas. 
So I'll be willing to drive in to see your show because you're that good. Where are you? Sh thank you. Where, where are you shooting? I have no idea. Well, it's, it's not in Las Vegas. It's 50 miles out of Las Vegas. 40, be, 40 miles out no, of 50 Vegas. miles out of oh, Las Vegas. 50? But we're going to be coming to Las Vegas a lot. because we're in the probably, middle of the desert. Yeah, we're in the middle no, of the desert. No, we're going to be stuck in Nevada for four weeks filming. We're going to go nuts. Cabin oh, the, the desert's beautiful. You guys will be out in the desert. It'll be beautiful. January going to be cold, very cold. So remember oh, that. I know, I know it. Yeah, and then don't bring a shovel because if you start digging, you'll probably find a few things out there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? What? He said, don't bring a shovel because if you start digging, you'll probably find some things out there. Oh, I'm Italian from Brooklyn. What, that's new to me? Hey, well, <laughs> I'm just saying. You buy, an, you buy an old house in Brooklyn, you go to plant geraniums, and you find a skull. <laughs> so and, I, they, and then they say, okay, now we know where Jimmy Hoffer is. There you go. You found him. That's right. So wait, wait a minute. You're Shapiro. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much, but there was a years ago a Shapiro in Las Vegas. Was that your dad? My grandfather was Barney Shapiro. Um, he okay. he started United Coin, which which, is, which now is United Gaming. He invented one of the first blackjack machines in the world. He lived next door to Frank Rosenthal on the Las Vegas Country Club. Yeah. Um, he, he you know he was known around town. He was definitely one of those guys. My father Lenny Shapiro own bars here in town. My dad in, introduced me to rock and roll music. He took me to see Santana when and I was your there. Your father would be my age, 82. I'm 82. No, you're not. Stop it. No, I Are am you? 82. Yeah, I really am. Really? That's your real hair? I mean, I, yeah, that's his real hair. hair. That's my real hair. That's wow, gonna be you're beautiful. Age. You're a lucky bastard. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Would your father be about my age? No, my dad's younger. My dad's 72. He's uh, He had me when he was tw uh, 20, 19, okay, 20. So 72, 82, that's in the same range. Okay. When I used, to, I used to go to Las Vegas in the day when it was Las Vegas, where women wore mink coats and we wore yeah. tuxedos. Kind of like in your videos. You know, and, yeah, <laughs> right, I, mean, right. I used to stay at Caesars Palace all the time, and I was comped because of the people I knew. I used to fly out from Brooklyn with breadsticks. Because there was a guy in Las Vegas who loved Italian breadsticks. So I'd have this package of breadsticks, very heavy package of breadsticks. You're not but talking I, about Freddie Glussman, are you? Who are you talking no, about? No, but I threw the breadsticks out for him as a favor. Do you and, remember his name? Oh, I do remember his name, but I'll never say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and anyway, when I got to Caesar's Palace, I was comped for everything. They gave me a suite. Anything I wanted, even gambling money, for bringing out his breadsticks. Seventies, eighties. What 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 era are you talking about? This was nineteen in the seventies, probably. Yeah, the town was something else. It's oh, hang on. Let's oh, go. it was one. Let's thing. go Listen, back. I knew all the guy, all the boys. I knew. I was raised in Brooklyn. I I grew up with all of them. You know, Tony Sinatra, Frank Rosenthal. Uh, I yeah. grew up with all the names. You named them. Ash I mean, Nick. Oh yeah. All the New York boys, I knew them all, yeah. every one of them. Um, and so Vegas was a wonderful town, and it was so chic. The shows were great. We'd go, and one night we'd see Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Lainey Kazan. Yeah, Lainey Kazan, too. We would see uh, uh, Dinah Shaw, uh, Judy. Uh, the stars out there were unbelievable, and the shows yeah. were wonderful. And the dancers and the reviews were beautiful. Then Vegas became Disney World. That's right. And yeah. oh, baby, baby carriages, people like look like shit. They dress like crap in the casino. Hang on, we have ten minutes, and I want to go over oh, a couple oh, of oh. things. So, so okay. Number one, first of all, uh, before we talk, uh, one more thing on Reckless in Vegas. So, what's like the most popular? Do you have like a song that's the most popular or your favorite one to perform? 
Uh, I do. Uh, so we do. Uh, well, first of all, the, the room we're in is the original Sahara Theater, which is seven, they just celebrated 70 years. There's a lot of history. You mentioned to, uh, uh, Ron mentioned Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett recorded a live album in that room. Um, Louis Prima performed in there. Uh, comedian wise, Red Fox. I mean, it, there's a lot of history in there. When we do the show, I, I sort of feel like like the walls have ears and we're, there's just a vibe in there. And for me, one of my favorite renditions is we do. Uh, um, uh, Frankie Val is can't take my eyes off of you. Oh, I uh, love that. And I dance with Joe Lay in, in on that number, and it's and I'm not a dancer, so it's really hard for me to sing and dance. And um, but that's that's been a highlight for me. We also do an acoustic version, which is on our album that I recorded with Rumor Willis of uh, Can't Help Falling in Love. And every month yeah. we have a we have a special guest. We have a special female guest for the entire month. And every month, the one of the songs that they do with me is the duet Can't Help Falling in Love. And uh, it's 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 got it all. The, the show really does. I mean, the whole lot of love with Nancy Sinatra's "Boots Are Made for Walking." It's pretty. I don't sing it because we have a female guest for that number, but well, it's, it's got a good beat. That dum bum bum. The shoes were made. The boots for walking is that great beat. Yeah. So you could really work with that. Do you, do you know, know Mike, do you know Michael Damian? Michael, no, I don't. He lives no. in Vegas. I figured he's a big soap star. Oh, I know. Yeah, star and a movie director, and he's the one who had that song "Rock On" in the '80s. Hey, kids, rock, rock on! That went to number one. Yeah, uh, that's Michael Damien, huh? Yeah, that's Michael Damien. He lives in Vegas. Let's call uh, him. Okay. Let's get him on the so, phone. So, uh, so another thing, because I know you do "Reckless" in Vegas, but you also do Michael Shapiro music. So, tell us a little bit about that, because I believe you have new music coming out sometime in the beginning of the year. We do, and it's with a it's with a band called Many Miles Away. And uh, during COVID, Miles Sean, he's the son of guitar player Neil yeah. Sean from Journey. Uh, we we've been friends for for a long time since the Bay Area, and uh, we started doing some writing and some recording in our, in our studio here. And before we knew, it, we had an album, full album of music. And so we did two shows in Salt Lake City, one in Las Vegas, just to kind of test it out. And it was a pretty amazing uh, response from a from cold audiences that. Uh, we, we learned something from it, and that's that the music is really good. We like all different styles of music, except for, like Ron says, rap is not really oh, hard. Yeah, but good music. There's 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 rock influence in it. There's country and a little bit of country influence. But Miles is a – he's one of the greatest guitar players I've ever played with. I mean, I don't even do leads. and I've, I'm a lead guitar player, too, but in that band, I don't even play lead. I just do rhythm and sync because this kid is so good and a terrific writer as well. So we've got a – 10 song album which we're looking to release in in the first quarter of next year we've been sitting on it for a little while we're getting anxious okay so how cool is that right. to hang on hang on because like, michael if you were to uh tell us what album to buy what would be the title of the album what's your favorite album that i've that's released right now you mean yeah any of the albums which is the one that you would suggest we listen to that uh, you think is the best work well i would well i would say the hard way the remake album they're all Hard way. Hard way. Yeah. You know, come on. The hard way. Come on. Seven the hard way, baby. Right. Seven <laughs> eleven. Let's go hard way. Yeah. The hard yeah, I know. I like love that. So I think one thing I want to say, how cool is that? Because you know, Journey's probably one of the greatest bands of all time. You know, so to be working with like someone Yeah, but I would tell everybody out yeah. there, this music is so good. Get the album hard way. Because uh it's so really, we can stream it all, right? It's, it's really it's all streamable on like Spotify and places. And, and, and yeah, for you know, and for you young people who think it's like grandfather or daddy's music, full of shit. You know, in Europe, music is eternal. Uh, Europeans don't put dates on music. You can sing Volare, which was sung 50 years ago today, and it's still enjoyed. 
And what Michael is doing is he's keeping alive the good music, the music that makes sense, the music that was scored and written well and lyrics are beautiful. And he did a gorgeous job with the video. I am so proud of you. I'm so happy you're on our show because I'm so tired of the shit they're selling today to these morons that are all souped up. They're so loaded. They don't know what the fuck they're listening to. They just sit there stoned. And then if you say, did you like that song? They go, what song, man? Yeah. You know, are you are you guys Harry Styles fans? I am. What do you say? He doesn't know who Harry Styles is. No. Ron, you should check out Harry Styles. Uh, I'm so in love with my buddy Johnny Mantis, you know? Johnny Mantis. I met Johnny three times, and I'm madly in love with That's Johnny. That's his favorite singer is Johnny I Mantis. love and adore Johnny Mantis. I don't think anyone comes close, not Frank Sinatra, not Tony Bennett. No one comes close to Johnny Mantis. He had the voice from heaven. I Pretty love amazing. Johnny I wouldn't even get involved in comparisons at the level of those gentlemen you just mentioned because they're all so good in their own right. But yeah, Mathis had some. Did you ever meet Johnny, man? Did you ever meet Johnny? No, never met. Oh, he, he is the sweetest man. Really? He is so shy and timid and lovely and 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 so like not not a star. He's just a, oh, I love him. So wait, what do you listen? Let's say you're sitting, you're driving in the car, you're going someplace. Like, what kind of music do you personally like to listen to? I listen to talk radio, man. I don't. I have trouble listening to a lot of music because it's just constant. I'm either creating music. Um, if I want to get influenced, though, I I, I just say I, when I'm on my run, I'll say, uh, "Hey Siri, play 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 music," and she'll just pick stuff, and I don't even know what I'm listening to. That's the problem with streaming too. You never create that connection with the listener because there's no relationship created because it just moves on to the next one. We're in a world of singles. Nobody buys an album anymore. It's it's a weird business in a weird time. But I love great rock and roll, old rock and roll. Um, that's the whole thing. The premise for us is vintage Vegas meets rock and roll, right? It's a, it's it's it's. I'll always. I saw Santana the other night with my dad. My dad and I went to the House of Blues and saw uh, Santana play. That was my very first concert in 1976 at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and I got to see him again the other night. And pretty amazing. Look at my dad. You know, he's got long hair. He's rocking out. He's singing all the lyrics to the. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! It's it's one of those things. It's, he's a rocker. So when you were a kid, who did you like listen to a lot? I was a big so so Santana influenced me the biggest, but my dad turned me on to Jimi Hendrix. I listened to a lot of Hendrix. Uh, I was into Van Halen. I was into rock stuff. Um, a little later was like Scorpions, a little heavier stuff. But my dad would come home every week with a stack of of cassette tapes. He had he had a collection of, of vinyl and eight tracks, right? But but when it, when the format changed to cassettes. Every week he'd come home and he'd say, hey, kid, listen to this. And he would hand me, it would be Howard Jones or Soft Cell or U2 or whatever the current music was. So I was constantly influenced with that. But I, you know, I love Chicago. I like all styles of music, as long as it's good music. I like the positive messages. I want an emotional response. I want my head to go like this. I want right. to feel good. If it, if it sounds angry, I'm out. I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel that. I want to feel right. unity and connection. And I want to be thought provoking, and I want to be, uh, you know. What I, you know what I got? Out, you know what I got out of your music, and I'll say it in one word: volume. Mm. Your music is voluminous. Volume. There's something about it that engulfs you. It is a it voluminous. Comes, no volume. No, not no. That's the word. You use your fucking word. I'll use mine. <laughs> <laughs> he has to direct me all the time. You son of a bitch. But we're married, so I'm allowed to talk to him. Perfect. Right? <laughs> um, no, vol volumous means 
a lot of performers I listen to, they're tin cans. Mm. They're there and I'm here. You perform it and it's all around me. And that's what I loved about it. I also wrote down I, I want your album. I wrote the two. Wait, send me one for free. I don't want <laughs> it for free. Because everything's for free. I can't give it. I can't sell shit. I'll send you one. You got it. <laughs> Give me that. Trumpet. I want that song. No, I wrote though that you wrote. You play trumpet, piano, guitar. You sing, and that you used to have a band called Trip, and that you've opened up for Duncan Sheik, The Romantics, Edwin McCain, Cheap Trick, and you tour with Great White. I'm just like bragging for you now. And so Michael, knows how awesome you won you the are. award because you know anybody that plays in my car when we drive, I play music. I don't put the shit in my music. I just jump out the window. So your song is going to be in my radio. Do you have a CD player in your car? Radio anymore? Huh? No, huh? Do you have a CD player in your car? Yeah. I have an I have an 04 Audi TT Roadster yeah. custom collector. So it's yeah, I have. And he and, loves this shit. And I put the top down. Oh, I go yeah. on the freeway and I listen to your music and I'm flying. You see, I don't need drugs. Music is a drug. And your music is definitely a drug. And nobody else is doing it. What you're doing is I something love it. That, that's what they're saying in the chat room. This nobody is else is you. doing this what is you're doing. You. This is for you, Michael. This is for you. I like love it. All right, you guys, we only got a minute left. So tell everybody when, when is the show up until the last year? What days a week do and you play? How do they get and there? how do they go? Where do they go? So we're Thursday and Friday nights at 8:30 p.m. in the Sahara Theater at the Sahara Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip. Um you can go to Ticketmaster. You can go to our website, RecklessInVegas.com, or go to the Sahara website. The Sahara is a beautiful boutique property that has been renovated. I highly recommend going there and having dinner and then coming to the show. Um, I guess that's about it. Uh, we have a money-back guarantee. So if you buy tickets on Ticketmaster and you don't like the show, you come find me after and I'll give you your money back. Yeah, everybody's going to love it. I'll There's give no them shit gonna... back. What are you, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Michael Shapiro, you, give them, you guys. You give them me. nothing back. You're worth every Also, penny. check out michaelshapiromusic.com. Follow Michael Shapiro Music and Reckless in Vegas on Instagram. Check out the music, and we'll be seeing you soon. And we want to thank you for coming on Michael, the show. Thank Michael, thank you, Michael, for what you're doing. Thank there may you. be some young people out there who'll hook on, who realize what real music is, what real talent is. We'll keep trying, and I want to thank Eileen Shapiro for connecting us, you guys. That Absolutely. Means a lot. Did, you, did you ever see Eileen Shapiro? Uh, we've, yeah, we've done a we've done an interview uh, on a on check a... out the body. She's got the biggest tits in the world. <laughs> oh, really, no one's got tits like her. Her tits go from here to Chicago. Let's see if she'll send me some pictures. <laughs> no, really, she, we gotta go. We're like, she'll, we're like she'll gladly show you her cleavage. Hey, everybody, thank you so much, Michael. Thanks, Chad. Thank, you, thank Michael. you, Juan. We'll see you guys next see you week. In Vegas. Bye, you guys. See you, Michael. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come and watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.